All right, welcome to the Fasting Focus Lifestyle Podcast, episode 15, where we are going to be talking about how consistency with this lifestyle is key. It's the magic sauce, it's the gusto, the secret ace in the back pocket to make the journey not just worth it, but make it so that you are able to stay the path, laser focused. It's going to be a great episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Fasting Focus Lifestyle Podcast, where each week I will be discussing all things fasting and how it can become the most valuable tool in your personal toolkit so that you can live a long, healthy, and meaningful life. I'm your host, Vicki Sharon, and thank you for joining me. All right, so today's topic, consistency. Ooh, this is a really good one. I've talked about this topic a lot with fellow fasters when I do one-on-one consults. And I feel, although this is something that can be um, individualized per person, there's kind of little tips and tricks and methods that would be different person to person, but there are things that I can talk to you about in this episode that will be applied more in a general kind of sense that you can take here and then kind of individualize and implement on your journey, your path, what has... uh, and will continue to work for what you want to achieve with this lifestyle because truthfully, you can do this. As I say, and I truly, truly mean this when I say I believe in you, even if you don't. So as we know with obviously getting started in this lifestyle with implementing, we of course want to research how to do it, what's the proper method with doing it, what are the steps we want to know, like especially, um, and I even talk about this jokingly and lovingly, um, when I do my patent sub events with my artistry business about how, you know, we've got our type A and type B, right brain, left brain kind of analytical versus like free flowing kind of free thinkers. Um, we want to be as fully and adequately prepared as possible. So we, with most, um, you know, conventional diet weight loss methods, We do all the research, we prepare like crazy, we get hyper-focused and we're like, all right, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right, we get ready, we're ready, we're ready. Every, you know, maybe your meals and everything are all set out, maybe you're, um, you know, as I have said that I never used any of these patches, pills, powders, quick fixes or anything like that. Um, So we have that mentality and preparation to get started, but that process, um, you know, kind of, for the most part in general conventional diet culture, it tends to kind of wean off at the week, two weeks, maybe even like uh, despite best efforts, kind of dwindles away at the two, three week or past that point. Because again, with our broken mindset with conventional diet culture, that, um, that quick fix, like we need to see that immediate results. And what folks if you don't already know and understand with this implementation of fasting with this lifestyle is that this takes time. This is a journey. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is something, these active deliberate steps that we are taking every single day for ourselves, for our health, for our longevity, our overall mental, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, everything. This is a daily showing up kind of journey for ourselves. And guys, this is nothing to be rushed. This is something that it's like, you know, when you work your job, when you make deposits into the bank, this is an investment in your health, in your future. Like I said, in your longevity, 
quality of life. I, I love saying like, it's funny that I'm saying quality of life because I'm actually covering a lot of these topics in my current notes and stuff. So again, like I've said many times before, when I cover topics in my studies that I'm covering, I want to just like, ooh, write it down and just immediately share it with you all because the direct and immediate relevancy is there and you guys need to know about it. Um, I feel it when I know about it and learn about it and helps to reinforce all that. So like I said, of course, any method, any journey, any process is easy to start. It's easy to set up. We learn, we research and we get going. So we good, we're good on it for like the first one to two weeks. And then we don't see things going as quickly and easily as maybe the commercials or advertisement says. Well, y'all, there's no commercials and no advertisements for fasting. If you do your due diligence, if you're super early, uber nerdy, maybe like I am, maybe you've done some research, maybe obviously you've found my story or connected with me to some extent, you will very quickly realize that obviously the journey is going to depend and vary from person to person, but realizing the validity, the efficacy of fasting in general, not just as a weight loss method, but as an overall healing modality, right? So we need to understand that fasting is from everything. It's uh, realizing that the quality of our food matters. You're gonna realize that over time. Realizing the pause in the habitual eating from the moment we open our eyes and wake to the moment we shut our eyes and go to sleep and you know rest up for the next day. Um, getting the process started with fasting, as I've said in my earlier episodes, uh, is super important to understand that, like I've mentioned uh, just a moment ago, that this is a marathon, that every daily effort of your fasting efforts, whether it doesn't matter if it's a 16-8, if you've moved up from a 16-8, maybe you're on an 18-6, maybe you're doing a 20-hour fast with a four-hour eating window. Maybe you're comfortable doing OMADs. I did a lot of time where I would hop back and forth from doing an OMAD, which is a one meal a day, and my eating window would be honestly about an hour, maybe a little bit over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Um, and then I would go from an OMAD some days to like a 20-hour fast and a four-hour eating and adjusting. And I feel like each day when I woke up and opened my eyes, it was just took taking that deep breath and uh, covering meditation like I did a few episodes ago. That was super important as well. And realizing having that sense of gratitude for what your body knows innately how to do every single day. It knows how to restore that balance. So when we're in these daily fasting methods, realizing that your body is in that healing restorative process, while in that fasted state, it's doing the work, it's doing the hustle, the grind, okay? But we as uh, a culture and that conventional diet society that is just so out there, like you look any kind of fad diet and stuff, it's going to tell you, you have to do all these things and work out like crazy and eat you know, super restrictive and everything. And as I've said in many episodes before, we know that's not the case with fasting. Of course, we need to understand that the knowledge about along the journey, things will grow, revise, 
improve along the way, but focusing primarily as with the name of this podcast and my overall business, the fasting focused lifestyle is focused on fasting for this reason, because upon starting or whether again, like you're, I said before, if you're a seasoned faster and if you're already in that mindset, but you're finding that you are becoming, I guess, less susceptible to staying the path. Maybe you feel like the choices that you're making when you're breaking your fast aren't as great as they could or should be. The consistency with realizing and feeling maybe from within that, okay, maybe it was easy to start and you're on, you know, you're plugging along and plugging along. But as I've said in many episodes before, we get that verbiage, that headspace that plays out and makes us doubt our efforts, makes us second guess what we're doing is right, what we're doing is going to provide the return and results that we want. So we start to question, okay, I'm not seeing what I want to see so far, or maybe you only had a couple pounds lost, or maybe you're plateauing um, and are staying pretty steady at the weight that you're at. So you're finding it hard to keep going. So a couple factors here. If you are on a dedicated, consistent, daily fasting method of some kind, and you're realizing that things are either staying still or they are a very slow loss. If they are still or a slow loss, guys, to me, that's a win. If As long as you aren't gaining along your fasting efforts, that's a win. That's an absolute win because you have to come to the point and realize that your body in that fasted state is doing the healing. If you are showing up in your efforts every day with some kind of fasting routine and method every single day with these dedicated weight loss efforts, staying the same or only slightly losing, that's beautiful. And that's nothing to beat yourself up about. That's nothing to uh, derail or stop or halt your process at all. As a side note, that would be a great opportunity if you need a kind of a uh, specific kind of uh, catered plan, reach out to me and I will break it down for you step by step. But again, in a general sense, you got to take inventory of what's going on. Okay, I'm. let's take, we'll do a two example fold. Okay, so let's say you're on this dedicated fasting effort and you're consistently doing 16-8. You've been doing 16-8 for a long time, but you're noticing you're not losing anything at all. Things are just staying still. Well, there's a couple things. So we would take a step back and say, okay, you've got the flexing habitual muscle of doing the 16-8 method every single day, and that's going beautifully. Awesome. Where are areas that we can revise, slightly tweak or adjust to push and get things going a little bit? Because we don't want to do drastic, drastic changes because that will send the balance of that that homeostatic balance, we don't want to tip it too, too far because when we go too far in one direction, the body will compensate and try to restore balance by going super hard in the other direction. So what I mean by that is if we over restrict our diet, our eating choices in our eating window, the body will compensate. And especially if you've been habitually not eating clean and every, um, you know, super strict before, 
the body will say, ah, ah, what we've had before, we want that, we want that, we want what we've had before. Because guys, you gotta remember, entire body from top of your head to the tip of your toes is run, managed, mitigated by hormones. So as much as we think that we're running the show, our hormones are in charge. And as a side note, I probably will do an episode talking about the relationship with hormones and fasting and stuff, just because I feel it's so important. But anyway, if you are doing that daily 16-8, things are staying still, and you feel like you're getting stuck, you can't go further, looking at the bigger picture, don't feel like you have to overly restrict your diet if you are just starting out. But if you are doing this and maybe your diet is an area that you can revise and adjust accordingly, take a pic, like take a, not an actual picture because it doesn't work for everybody. So take like a general idea of what does your diet look like when you're in that eating window? Does it have some areas and room for improvement? Um, do you find that you're eating too much processed food? Are you breaking your fast properly? There's lots of components to look at. Also, um, when you are in your fasted state, as well as when you're in your fed, your eating window, are you drinking enough water? Because your body, obviously, you know, most of us know we got to make sure that we're consuming plenty of water every single day. And if you're not, up the intake of water just a bit. Don't feel like you have to guzzle gallons and gallons and like drown your insides out. Don't go, don't go to the extreme. Don't go to the extreme. But making sure you have adequate supply of water, making sure that you are aware of your dietary choices, that they are of the best quality that you can get for your situation and circumstance. Of course, conventional diet culture, again, this is like my my soapbox tangent, mini soapbox tangent. Of course, diet culture is gonna say, you have to eat keto, you've got to count your calories, you gotta measure everything out. Man, if that works for you and you thrive on being super meticulous with measurements and data and tracking in my fitness pal and all that shit, then by all means, please go for it. Like if you are going to grow and thrive with that, awesome, do you boo boo. But if that stresses you the hell out like it did me, don't worry about it. Using what I feel is a common sense approach with your dietary eating habit is going to be most beneficial. And again, with fasting being the oldest healing modality in the world and, you know, throughout all history, um, using a common sense approach should be just that. Just use your common sense. And my kind of general rule of thumb is using your hand, right? So generally, um, to kind of give a little bit of a day here, when you're in that fasted state, you're getting ready to break, whether 16-8, whether 24, whether OMAD, whatever, when you are breaking your fast, you don't want to break it, I would say, even even with the OMAD folks, even with the OMAD folks, don't break your fast with something massive whew, all at once because that, mm, that, that may be another episode to talk about as well. Using the size serving of your palm because you have to also remember that your stomach, once you get further along in this method, um, your stomach is a muscle, like it can expand, it can shrink back down. Um, and making sure that when you break your fast, make sure your serving size isn't any bigger than the palm of your hand, right? And I've said this before in many, many other episodes, but when you're breaking your fast, you should always grab something that is of a higher quantity of dietary fat, whether it's nuts, seeds, 
some kind of clean quality meat. Again, I don't eat meat, so that's not in my wheelhouse. But um, I prefer vegan, but I tend to very often grab like a good wedge or chunk of quality, good quality um, cheese of some sort, like a good sharp cheddar or a good sharp white cheddar or something like that. Just a few slices of that and give your body a break after consuming that small serving anywhere from like a half an hour to 45 minutes or an hour if you can. And by doing that slow kind of just waking up of the digestive system is going to help the satiety. It's going to help everything just kind of, okay, we warming up the car and starting it when you're in, you know, I was raised in New Hampshire. So like you start the car and you let it warm up. So you're starting your digestive system, digestive system (laughs) and letting it warm up. You're letting it get started because when you do that, it's like your mini appetizer, right? So you're getting your body ready for what's to come after that. And whether what's to come after that is the first of two meals or your one meal of the day or whatever, whatever. Slow and steady wins the race. And there's the reason it's a cliche, okay? So breaking the fast is important. Making sure the quality of the food is important. Um, But once you get to that point of realizing that, hey, maybe my diet needed some revision, seeing that, okay, well, maybe I need to adjust the processed, the level of processed foods, or maybe I need to integrate more vegetables. Um, Maybe I need to step away from having uh, convenience foods. If you find yourself going for convenience foods more often than you probably should, making deliberate conscious efforts is something that's also going to pay you back as well. But knowing that this all connects and it all feeds together Um, adds to the level of challenges that you may face each day with these efforts in staying consistent. And again, this kind of goes back to one of my earlier episodes where I talk about your why. So when you're in the thick of it and your headspace is telling you, oh, my diet is broken or, you know, I need to, oh, I should do this. Or you go back and forth and you've got like the angel and devil and you're like, oh, I need to clean up my diet. And oh, it's fine. What you've done before has worked. And Vicky said you can just eat whatever. Musa first. Take a breath. All right. Remembering why are you doing this in the first place? What is the ultimate goal? And if it's something superficial one-dimensional doesn't, as I say, if your why does not bring you to tears, I can feel the inner emotions bubbling up because I'm thinking of my why. And my why was, I don't want to die. I've seen so many others lose their life as a result of poor health choices. And as much as they said they care or may have given the idea that they care, there was a lack of care with their general overall health. And I know my why still propels me to this day, still propels me to stay and maintain where I'm at and how far I've come. Um, Again, this why has to be such a massive Indiana Jones boulder that will never derail you despite the challenges that come across, right? Your why has to be so, so important to you but with this why, this why has to also be a very strong uh, kind of guidepost and 
I imagine also in my in my mind because I'm artsy and like I see things visually. It's almost like your why is obviously going to keep you driven and motivated, but it should also kind of metaphorically speaking be like, you know, when you were a kid and you go to the bowling alley and they have the bumpers up like that. It should be like providing the bumpers to your journey so that when you are huh, huh, like all over the place, it keeps you, hey girl, whoo, get back, get back, get back. You're, you've got this, you've got this. Because that verbiage, those stressors, the challenges that we face every single day, some days are going to be awesome and some days are going to be the hardest of hard and they'll bring you to the lowest of low mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever. It can bring you super high and super low, but that why is going to keep pulling you forward and keeping those bumpers up from going off the rails. And with that, it's going to be essential to remember with that why, it's not just why am I doing it, but why do it all together? What is the ultimate goal? What is the ultimate purpose? Because you can either have, you know, that hard, challenging now, working through the stressors that come to you every single day, and having the understanding that fasting will get you to that, you know, metaphorically easy later once you reach your weight loss and overall inner outer goals, um, behaviorally, emotionally, physically, um, choosing to have these uh, habits of daily fasting, despite they may be hard, they may be challenging for you, they may cause you, as I've said many times in other podcast episodes, they make you come to head, come to face with behaviors that were just standard that you had before. Um, It's going to make it so that you are able to stay the path. Your why is going to keep you on the path. Keep yourself reminded of that why as often as you need to so that those bumpers stay up. Because if you lose the grip of your why, of your reason, of your motivation, of your purpose, those bumpers will fall to the wayside. That road may feel even more all the rocky and it's going to make you feel like your self-doubt starts spinning up here. That verbiage, that toxic, toxic verbiage in your head You're going to start to feel these sentiments, maybe emotions, reactions, um, things that others have said to you along the path in your life. You know, like I've heard growing up, and again, sorry, Dan Wanda, um, hearing throughout your life, you're always going to be this way. Oh, Vicky's just the big girl. Oh, she'll never be as pretty as her sister's. She'll never be able to do this. She'll always be this size. Oh, you know, it's just, that's that's who Vicky is. She's just the big girl. Getting to a point where enough is enough. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. You, It's kind of like you got to put, you know, I've got my headphones here, but put the ear earmuffs on. Block that out. And I've talked about it in other episodes too, but realizing the why The reason, the path, the purpose, your goal, your mission is more important than anybody else's thoughts, feelings, opinions towards you and your intentions, your goals that you're working on for yourself, for your future. 
that maybe eventually ripple out towards these people that have fed this toxic negativity to you. So you can be like, you see the process along the way. And I've seen the process evolve along the way. I've seen once toxic relationships evolve into maybe not so toxic, but it also helps to kind of weed out if there are people in your circle that are around you on a consistent basis that aren't uh, coming from a supportive, loving, encouraging position, it'll help, this lifestyle will help you to realize that, hey, maybe this friendship, relationship, habit that I've been doing, that isn't helpful or conducive to my overall goals and what I'm working for for myself. And with this lifestyle, it's going to help you easier, be, have, be easier to realize that, wow, that isn't serving me. Wow, this food choice that I have been binging on or have been addicted to for pretty much my entire life doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't uh, add to the overall health and wellness goals that I'm working for on for myself. And that will help to reinforce your why. It's going to reinforce that the actions and steps that you're taking and showing up for yourself every single day are worth it and that you are making progress. So again, despite what the number on the scale says and not to get too attached to that, that the inner habits, the thoughts, the feelings, those all continue to grow and revise. And seeing those changes and those evolutions in your behavior should add on. And on a side note, if you don't have anything where you can write down, um, if you've ever heard of non-scale victories or NSVs, get some place or a space, a notepad, a whiteboard, a calendar, something. We have to have a place where we can cathartically write these things down and have these moments of celebration that I did this. I overcame that. I said no when I was offered this because all those little moments individually are exciting when they happen. But when the excitement wears off in a moment or two, however long, we forget about it. And if we don't write it down, if we don't collectively gather and collect them on this journey, then it's going to be all the more harder to stay the path. So I have... Um, for those of you that have connected with me, I've shown very proudly my uh, calendar that has not changed. In the upper right-hand corner, I have not changed it. And folks on live here, I'm going to show you real quick without stepping too far from my microphone. So up there in the corner, you can see there that um, these little cross-off areas where the words and everything are written in pink, um, that's where I've crossed off my weight loss increments all along the way again like breaking it down into smaller chunks but this little area up here to the right is um where i've written down since ooh, since the beginning i've written down my um non-scale victories and some of them revise as my journey has progressed along the way like when i started it was um a it went how it, the biggest font that's written there says size 10 pants. And that's what the size pants I'm wearing right now. And I love it. But when I started, I remember the feeling and expression, taking pictures again, as a side, take pictures, take pictures, even if it's just for you, even if you tuck it aside in a folder on your phone, on your computer, whatever, take these pictures. Okay. Take them. And, uh, 
making the notes, I remember writing down size 16 pants and how excited and proud I was to be able to go into um, the Old Navy fitting room mentally because I had seen at that point I was kind of progressively coming down from wearing a size 20. You know, I teetered, I started initially from like a size 24, 26. And then at one point, like we just have stretchy pants, stretchy pants, stretchy pants. And in my mind, in my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that I had held on for so many years, pretty much almost my entire life, that uh, buying pants in general, buying pants, shorts, shorts was not even a thing to even mentally consider at that point. That's another tangent. But buying pants at Old Navy was not an option for me. It was not an option. It was not a reality. It was just not something that I could wrap my brain around. But with this journey, the further along that I got, getting to the point where, hey, I'm going to, pu- I'm pulling up my size 20s and they are baggy on me. So I'm like, okay, time to go to Old Navy. Let's suck it up and give it a try. So of course my mind goes and grabs and sees that there is a size 18 and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to fit into a size 18. And I know my late husband was with me at the time. And he said, Vicky, just grab the next size down. He said, you're probably going to be able to fit into that too. Ooh, I'm glad I did. So I grabbed the size 18 and I grabbed the size 16. And I remember the feeling and experience altogether. And again, this is one of those moments that you guys are going to have that's going to be individual to you. Um, and I think it's important that you remember and just capture this memory as much as you can um, to where it reflects on you and your journey. So I grabbed a size 16 and I grabbed a size 18 pants because I grabbed the size 18 thinking that I was going to be in that size. My late husband, Jim, told me to grab the size 16. I grabbed both size pants. I go into the fitting room at Old Navy and something in my mind was like, Vicky, try on the size 16 first. Try on the 16 first. And I'm thinking in my mind, I was feeling really good about myself. And I, in the back of my mind, of course, we have that doubt. We have the doubt. Yes, I've been consistent. Yes, I've been, you know, doing the daily fasting and feeling really good and seeing the losses already start to come. But in the back of my mind, it was like, you're not going to fit into this. That isn't going to be your reality. No way. No way. No. And it was like, I had to shut that voice up. I had to quiet it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to put on these 16 pants. And I remember, I'm getting chills right now. I remember putting a leg in at a time and just with, and it, folks that have this experience, who I hope you know exactly what I'm feeling right now because these goosebumps aren't going away. I remember taking the size 16 pants, putting one leg in and being like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. The other leg goes in. This is really happening. I go to pull them up little bit by little bit. They're a little bit snug, but it's not impossible. Pulling up a little bit more and a little bit more. But you know how jeans have that like new stretch about them? I pull them up over my hips and I get ready to go and close it up. And I can feel, I can feel all the tears and happiness and proud feelings just bubbling up. It feels like it's bubbling up from my toes. So I go and I am able to button. I'm able to zip up these size 16 pants. And I have a picture that I've shared and circulated um, when I had this moment. But I remember standing in the dressing room feeling so just emotionally ah, struck and motivated. And it just, it was almost like that why 
got bigger. It got bigger. It got stronger. So much more meaningful because I took that moment. I challenged my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs of what I had been told, felt was my truth and reality. But combining that with what I had been keeping up with with myself in those daily consistent fasting efforts, I was able to reconstruct or deconstruct really the verbiage that I had in my head that I would never be this size, that I would never see this, that I would never be able to buy pants in Old Navy. I bought those pants and y'all like, they weren't on sale, but I think I spent like $40 and I typically don't spend more than like 20 or so, 20, $25 or so on a pair of pants. But I remember joking with my late husband that those are my victory pants. Those were my celebration victory pants. And I just, I cried. I cried so hard and happy in that fitting room at Old Navy. And I'm, thank goodness I didn't wear any makeup. I typically don't wear makeup, but... Um, I remember walking out of the fitting room and my husband, Jim, going, oh, my, Vicky, are you okay? And I'm like, I fit into, I didn't even have to try the size 18 on, the size 16 fit. And the first words out of his mouth, because my late husband was a smart ass, he's like, I told you so. I fucking told you so. Oh, it felt so good. I only bought one pair because I knew that I was still going on this journey and I still was having success. But that moment, it was like, Woo. Not that I was slowing down in my losses at all, but I just felt like I hit the turbo button and just like cranked it up to the next, went from like medium to high velocity, high force, you know, I'm just like, ah, even more so like, yeah, let's, let's friggin' get this. Yes. There was so much more, uh, importance and value and purpose, meaning and strength, power, determination and fire that I gave myself on this journey just by challenging my thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and what I thought I had to stay at for so long, stepping out of my comfort zone, choosing this, yes, it may be challenging now to just restrict what times of day I'm eating to only certain hours of the day, and, you know, challenging myself to, you know, maybe step away from having as many servings of sweets and like uh, fried foods that I had had originally beforehand, knowing that it's a temporary kind of uh, choice to have the removal of these foods that we are so addicted to for so, so long. And this is probably a whole nother episode. I could talk about addictions to sugar and carbohydrates and stuff like that, but without going on too far of like a food uh, food and diet choices kind of tangent, knowing that despite my food addictions, despite my toxic thoughts, feelings, and attitudes and behaviors that I had held so long that were my truth, um, they, they were just kind of like chipped or melted away. That that was no longer me. That was no longer who I identified with. And the, um, the picture that I've shared before, and that's also in the video that is circulated to like now more than, you know, 2.7 million views or something like that, that. That's also crazy. Woo. Like, thanks guys off. If you're listening from that video, like, woo, I'm giving you a big hug. That's, I, I love you guys. Thank you. Um, whew. but knowing that you can chip away, not just the weight, but the behaviors, the attitudes, the feelings, the beliefs that 
you've been told by others, maybe since you were little like I was, that you'll always be the weird one. Side note, I love being the freaking weird one. Like, I love it. I love it. The curly, messy, quirky, awkward, loud, intense, awesome. Embrace it. Embrace the beautiful qualities that are you. Um, and to know that your daily efforts with this lifestyle can help you chip away those toxic traits that have not served you. If it feels like a limitation, like a barrier that maybe you've put up and held up for and with yourself for so long, your entire life, maybe somebody has told you for many, many years or maybe your entire life that you are always going to be this way and you're, you're broken, you'll always have this condition, you'll always be this way. If you have a deep feeling and inclination that, oh, I wish I could just do this. How do you know if you don't at least, oh, sorry guys, if you don't at least try, just try, just try. Because if you just leave yourself questioning, wondering, oh, what if, what if, what if, and never even take a stride to see if there's a chance of improvement, with, again, not just superficially with your health, because of course fasting will help you with the weight loss and shedding, but you get to a point on this journey that it becomes so much more than just the superficial weight loss. That the superficial weight loss is a thing because of the habits, thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that we have held onto for so long that affects our daily life. Every single day, because I guarantee every single one of you listening right now has some daily habit that you just say, oh, I just, I have to do this, or I can't have a day go by and not do this, or drink that, or eat this, or say this, do this, whatever. We are creatures of habit, but as far as I'm concerned, if your lifestyle up until this point, or even before starting or utilizing a fasting lifestyle has been hard and you're sick of the hard you're sick of the I'm sick of sick and tired of being sick and tired you don't have to stay there you don't have to who sorry you don't have to accept the limitations and expectations and negative toxic mindset that other people have set up for you if it comes from a place of compassion empathy love respect support that's one thing. But if it comes from a place of uh, disrespect, demeaning you, belittling you, and just not making you feel good, despite whether they think in their mind that, you know, I'm just trying to help them. If it comes out wrong and you say something about it and, you know, altercation or, you know, like turns into a little squabble, there's deliberate steps that have to be taken to make preservations and uh, active steps to preserve not just your physical but mental emotional habitual practices for yourself because no one is going to care more about your health your longevity your quality of life than you i'm gonna give you guys a big hug we've got to care about our health okay i'm giving you a big nice cathartic encouraging supporting motivating hug right now so before I go too, too far off on a tangent, I'm going to just say, um, I believe in every single one of you, even if you don't, 
if you need support um, with your fasting efforts on this journey, I've been there. I love, 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 love seeing the evolution, the growth, the uh, change in habits. Obviously, seeing the weight loss come down is beautiful to see in others. But my biggest joy comes from hearing about the life and overall experience, situation, circumstances that evolves and changes for the better from others when they realize that, okay, I'm going to choose with this lifestyle, I'm going to choose a hard now so that I have this easier later. Is it going to always be easy later? No, but that maintenance, we're going to talk about that in another episode later on. But I feel like going for the quick fixes, going for the easy outs, that diet culture, easy quick fix is not going to get you where you want to be. Showing up for yourself every day is important. And I know you can do it. It's going to be hard. Hold on to that why. Hold on to that why. Keep those bumpers up to the side. And just remember that you are doing this for your health, for your future, to be around the ones that you love and the ones that love you. Because you'd want that for them just like they hopefully want that for you. All right. I'm going to give you guys one more big squeeze. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. And, and again... If you need support, help, motivation, education, insight, wisdom, direction, guidance on your fasting journey, please reach out. I truly care about each and every single one of you. And I mean it again when I say that I believe in you, even if you don't, okay? Um, Have a great rest of your day. If you need additional support, help, resources, sorry, I'm like mentally on a tangent. I'm just like in hug mode right now. Uh, (laughs) Check out thefastingfocuslifestyle.com. And I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to know what your story is, where you're coming from, what your struggles are, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and I'll help get you there, okay? You deserve a life full of health and happiness um, because you're worth it. You can do it, okay? I believe in you, even if you don't. Bye, everybody. The Fasting Focus Lifestyle Podcast. Copyright 2022. The information given within this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your doctor before starting any weight loss method. Thank you. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.